make up your small group. And Pastor Colby's going to give you some examples of some of the things that happened uh, the last two semesters or some uh, examples of things that might happen. So our small groups will be as varied as we are, right? We're all different. We have different personalities, different interests, uh, different things that we're involved in. So that's what our groups will look like. They'll be completely and totally different. Some examples of small groups could be a women's or a men's Bible study. Uh, Last uh, semester, we had a sewing group, and they we're going to talk more about that in a little while. We had a sewing group, coffee and prayer. We have a, a ladies group that meets at a big state coffee house and super cool. And, uh, it could be parenting mom's night out stroller club. Uh, I don't go to any of those kind of groups. Um, uh, uh, workout group that one either, uh, <laughs> sports team group, marriage, singles, bowling. I mean, it could be anything. And to kind of, kind of help you understand, uh, what we're talking about. There's some, uh, slides that we're going to put up and so your life is your group. You see these people, they love to cook, but they're not doing it alone. They're doing it with somebody else. They have a small group, right? Um, next is you love to golf. Don't do it by yourself. Do it with so, your small group. You love Lay's potato chips. Don't eat those by yourself. Eat them <laughs> With your small group. And the next one is my personal favorite. No, not the next one. Oh, yeah. You love pushing kids in strollers. Don't do that by yourself. While wearing sandals. While wearing sandals. Right? Do people don't do that? Oh, this is my favorite one. You love to mow your yard. <laughs> this is my small group. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call y'all up and be like, hey, guys, I'm mowing the yard. Y'all come fellowship with me. Here's a weed eater. (laughs) So anyway, that one's funny, but whatever it is, does that make sense to you? Right? Whatever you're doing, don't, if, if you want to do something extravagant, that's awesome. Uh, if you want to be a part of some extravagant, that's awesome. Do it. It can be super complicated. That's great. Or you can make it super simple and just gather people, encourage one another and, uh, be a part of what God is doing. All right, I want to invite up a few of our uh, helpers today, Mona, Terry and Rennie, Randy and Vince, if y'all could come join me up on stage. So these are uh, just some people who either were small group leaders or they were just involved in a small group. And we're going to let them share a little bit this morning um, just about their experience uh, with the small group. So Terry, you want to start us out? So um, I've asked them to share just a positive experience that they have had either leading a small group or just by being a part of a small group. So go well, ahead, Terry. Well, and I do the uh, marriage small group, and it's, I, I do want to say what it's not. We're not a, uh, we, we don't counsel. We just have some videos that we watch and some, some things that we read, and it really is an, an amazing way to enhance your marriage. We've had people come in there with, 10, 20, 30, 40 years of marriage, and some of them said, I don't need that. I've been married long enough. I understand. And when we walk out of there, when it's over with, they just go crazy. They just can't believe how amazing it is. We just give you some ideas of things to do. And um, the, the, the one thing I want to say was this is spreading into the community. We're finishing up uh, a couple that went just by themselves that doesn't go to our church. They don't go to our church. And they uh, asked the, uh, contacted the pastors, and they wanted to go through it. They'd heard about it. So this is what gets into the community. 
uh, these small groups actually touch other people in the community. And you can have people from the community go to your small group. They don't have to go to our church. They can go anywhere. Anyway, this young couple, they've been married 10 years, and they wanted to go through it. We got one more session with them next week. And um, it's turned their marriage around. So this, that's, it's just amazing what these small groups can do. They can, they can help you blossom and grow in whatever area you want to blossom and grow in. Awesome. Thank you, I want to say that, too, that it goes back to one of Pastor Kobe's points in his sermon, learn and apply. You have to. It doesn't do any good what you learn if you don't apply. Awesome. Randy, you want to come share next? Uh, well, first of all, I'm going to say this. I don't look at I'm the, that I'm the head over any of it. God's over the, both my ministries. Uh, I just happen to be the one who was put, uh, let's say, as his his worker in there. Um, but I've been blessed in that I probably, I'm over the two, actually the two longest running small groups in this church uh, because both of mine were going when we started the small groups here. Um, I'm going to go to the, short, the shorter one first. Um, the men's breakfast, which y'all can see as a passion, eating is one of mine, so... <laughs> It was pretty easy to start that one, hey. Um, we started it. Actually, we'd had several men's groups over the years uh, meet together. And every time we got together, they always talked about having another group and doing it on a regular basis. And about five years ago, we had one of those. And I was standing there, and I looked at John, and I said, well, let's do it. So John Urban was one of the ones that helped found, found this one with me. And God just moved through us, and we decided, okay, we're just going to start having breakfast every Friday at the deal. And most of the other guys out of the jail ministry started coming, and um, we never imagined that five years later we'd still be meeting. You know, And even when the semester's in here, everybody else takes breaks, we still meet every Friday morning pretty much. Um, I think this last Friday is the first time nobody was there. And, oh, was Randy there? I'm sorry, Randy, that we didn't get there. Well... I take that back. We have not had a Friday that nobody was there that I know of in five years. So, um, anyway, um, but when I was praying about this one, and I was like, God, you know, you kept these together and you put these together, but we have. We've grown friendships in there. We've got to know each other. Um, Then I started praying about my other one that I'm over, and it's the jail ministry. And I was thinking, you know, how long have I been doing this now? And I got to adding it up, and I realized I'd been over it for 10 years. I started it 12 years ago. I started with it 12 years ago. But i got to give glory where glory's due. This man's the one who started it. He started in 97, the same year he started this church. And I didn't find out till this morning that he started it out going, going jail to jail. We've thought it's bad because in the last couple of years they've changed us. They're making us do two services, and we're not getting out of there until 9 o'clock. And we're, I, I really feel bad about <laughs> grumping and grumping about getting out at 9 because I found out he wasn't getting out until 11 o'clock because he was having to go cell to cell in there to start this one out. So he started it out on a small group. Or maybe he didn't. It was dates because it was only you and one guy in the cell, so that's only two people. That's a date, man. You didn't even start a small group then, Pastor. You needed another person. Oh, you had the Holy Spirit. I, I, don't, I don't know about this date stuff. <laughs> Especially in the jail. That's really kind of... <laughs> anyway, it's been a blessing 
to be over both. Um, in the jail, I watched men walk in there. I watched them break down and cry and accept Jesus. Um, I have, I've stood in Walmart and had guys walk up to me and say, you remember me? Um, I finally got to where I just say the jail because they don't look the same. You take them out of stripes and put them on the street and they don't look the same. Um, but they'd tell me how they, how something we had said in there got to them and they got out. They got their wife back, got their home, got, got a new business, all this stuff. Um, you know, I tell every one of the guys that go to work for me, that's when you'll realize it's worth it. And I think every one of them's had it happen now to where somebody comes up to them and says, thank you for what you did. And all of a sudden, you know, you know inside that, you know, all those nights you were up there and you were thinking, man, I could be at home and not here. We're all worth it. Um, you know, the breakfast. When we get up, we have to be there. You know, we're up at 6 o'clock in the morning, so we can be down there at the taqueria at 6.30. It's all worth it, you know. When, when one of us gets to help support the others, it all adds up, and God just comes together and works through it all. And first of all, I thank him for allowing me to be able to do it, and I thank you all for supporting us. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Randy. Mona, you want to come next? Hi, you guys. I had a couple of small groups. One was crocheting and one was sewing. And to me, they were all about love. You had to love to create. You had to love to share. And you had to love to be within each other. And so some of the love I'm going to share is a couple of things that we made for the Maasai tribe. Um, There's over 100 dresses and 100 little pants that are going to be sent with with our family. So the Maasai tribe that Mona's talking about, that's our mission to Kenya, that um, a group is going in September, a group of five is going in September, and um, the Maasai tribe is very poor, and the the girls are just going to flip out over these dresses. They made 100 100 dresses dresses. for the girls in Kenya. Different sizes and stuff, and I want to thank my group for that, you know. Thank you, Mona. Okay, last we'll have Vince come and share. Thank you. I, the uh, breakfast that we meet on Fridays, uh, the, the most important part that I feel we have together is the, the connection of the learning of the word together. Uh, what we study and the, the deepness of the word that we take each and every week. You know, generally we'll study something uh, in a book this last time we, we read Kobe's book. And the experience that we learn um, from, from each other, uh, sharing each other's uh, understanding of Jesus and uh, how we bounce off of each other, uh, like what was mentioned up here. And when we don't understand something, we ask each other. So we're not afraid to to, once we develop a friendship with each other, we're not afraid to ask. You know, we're not up here, we're not up here, and we're not up here. We're together. We're friends. So we take the friendship that we, you know, from where we see each other in here, and, and, and we take that friendship higher. Yeah. 
You know, we start exchanging phone numbers, you know. So, you know, not just that friendship that we have uh, just from seeing each other. So now we have a friendship where we have a, a mind of Christ yeah. with each other. Amen. So not only do you not see that, that person uh, at a different level here, but when you see him outside, wow, it's just a, a, it's a different feeling. So I have to encourage you, if you want to take your, your, your belief to another level and you want to uh, use their knowledge, when you see somebody and you say to yourself, wow, they look like they have a lot of knowledge in Christ, use that knowledge. You know, don't be afraid to, to grab it and take your knowledge deeper. And in the jail ministry, uh, it don't make you dig into the Bible because they'll ask you questions yeah. in there. Those guys, those inmates, they'll ask you questions. And if you can't answer it, you're going to dig. You're going to dig into the Bible because you want to take that answer because you're held to a higher standard. Amen. You can't take answers in there that are false. Right. You have to take answers because right. you represent. You represent this church. So you have to take, you have to dig. Just like you're going to dig uh, in a small group, you want to represent your small group properly. Amen. So you're going to go to a higher level when you get into a small group, and that's what's encouraging. That's really good. Y'all give our small group leaders a hand clap. Awesome. Are, are there any, like, legit Hispanic people in the house? I mean, like, legit, legit. Not like D-boy. Like, anybody in the upstairs that, like, speaks Spanish? Okay, Sylvia. Is a taqueria, is that a thing? It's called a taqueria? Oh, okay. Taqueria. No. Taqueria. ¿Qué pasó? Randy says taqueria. Taqueria. Randy just chips and dip. <laughs> it's a taquera. Taqueria. All right. I'm glad we got that straightened out. I just wanted to make sure everybody was clear. So, Colby, what is the structure of our small groups? When will we meet? Small groups meet throughout uh, the year in semesters. Our fall semester starts in September and lasts for 11 weeks. Groups will meet weekly during each semester. They'll meet in a variety of places like homes, parks, restaurants, coffee shops, and office buildings. They will not meet here at the church. All right, so new groups start each semester, and this is awesome for a couple of reasons. One of the great reasons, unless you're a part of the men's breakfast, is that leaders get a break between each semester. So it's always nice to just take a breather, regroup. Um, and then another cool thing about it is that new people are more likely to join something that's starting new. You know, like people love starting things at the beginning of the year and things like that. But when you have something new, uh, people don't feel like an outsider who's joining something that's been going on for a long time. People love to join something that's new and fresh. So that's another reason why dividing it into semesters is important. So what makes a small group different from a neighborhood supper club? We thought you'd ask. So we're going to talk about that. 
No matter what your group meets about, each meeting should be made up of these things. Fellowship, so that's how you get to know one another. And then it should also have a spiritual component, like prayer. Every single small group has prayer in some way. Either you're starting it out with prayer, you take prayer requests during the group, or you end it with prayer. Um, It can also have worship or the word. And then the third thing that uh, each meeting should have is inviting people back to our Sunday service. So we want all of the small groups to point back to our big corporate meeting on Sundays. Remember, you're taking something that you're already doing and adding intentionality to it, making it into a small group that includes prayer, worship, or the word. So Colby, what are some goals for our small groups? Our goals are to bring people together and grow our church. We ultimately, uh, we want to grow. Amen. We're going to, y'all go to a church that's not uh, ever just going to sit back and be satisfied with, but I mean, we're looking for what God has on the horizon and we're looking to grow. We want to provide an opportunity to the unchurched who wouldn't set foot in this church building, but they'll set foot into your house. So they'll set foot into the coffee shop. And so it provides that opportunity for the unchurched. Another goal is 100% plus participation. Our heart for, for every single person that attends this church is for you to be involved in a small group some way, shape, or form 100% participation. To grow up leaders, to bring Jesus into our everyday life. For each person in the group, this is really big, to move one step closer to Jesus during this semester. Maybe they, get, uh, maybe they attend a church service. Maybe they didn't come to church and they attend your small group. And sometime throughout the semester, they say, hey, I'm going to take that step and I'm going to attend a Sunday morning service. That's huge. Um, maybe they give their life to Jesus. Obviously, that is huge. Maybe they get baptized. Maybe they have their very first conversation about God. Um, you know, whatever that step is, it could look like so many different things. It'll look different for each person because we're all at different places in our walk with Jesus. All right. We will still have our weekly Sunday morning service at 10 a.m. And we also still throughout the year have our Monday night fight night prayer service that everyone's invited to. That's at 7 p.m. on Mondays. And because of this, small groups will not be scheduled on Sunday mornings from 10 to 12 or on Mondays from 7 to 8 p.m. We will also continue to have Youth Life Night on Wednesdays. And this could possibly be a great time for small groups to take place since child care is built in for those who are of age to attend Youth Life Night. So what should I do if I'm interested in becoming a small group leader? Uh, Please prayerfully consider if God is calling you to be a small group leader. Um, We have leadership training classes that are available on July 23rd and the 30th. And this is all information that's going to be in the bulletin. So you don't have to remember it right, right, right now. It'll all be available to you. So on the 23rd and the 30th, that's going to give all the details on exactly what it means to be a small group leader. So if you're interested in becoming a small group leader, we encourage you to attend a leadership training class. If you attend the leadership training class, that does not mean that you're signing up to be a small group group leader. That simply means that um, you're expressing interest and want to find out more about it. And you can make that decision after you attend a training. I would encourage you to attend a training if you're even remotely kind of thinking about it. They're really, really cool. But you do have to attend a training to be a leader. Um, Training needs to be completed each semester to lead a small group. So if you've already attended a training, yes, 
you need to come to another training so we can just refresh all that information and be as ready as possible. Um, Right Now Media is a wonderful resource that we have used to lead many of our uh, Bible studies. So, So check this out. If you can push play, you can lead a small group. Can, right? If you can push play, you can lead a small group. Because one of the misconceptions is, oh my gosh, I have to be this great theologian or Bible teacher. I have to be able to preach like pastor in order to be a small group leader. Not true. If you can push play, uh, you can be a small group leader. We're looking for people that can facilitate and that can love on the people that come to their group. And so we have this huge database that our church has access through uh, called Right Now Media. And it is a database of Bible studies that are endless on every topic for every situation. And so they're, they're, your your opportunity is uh, out there. You don't have to worry about it. Get on Right Now Media. Pick a study that interests you. If that's the kind of small group you want to have, and you've got it right there. You don't have to teach it. There are video lessons that other people teach. You just facilitate that small group. Awesome. So we want to encourage you, as Colby said, to pray about what kind of group you can lead. And even if you just, we just want to encourage each of you, be thinking about it, consider it, ask God, hey, God, are you calling me to lead a group? Um, To be a group leader, you need to be a born-again believer. You also need to be a member of the Remnant Church and attend a training where you'll submit an application. Applications can be printed out from our website, or you can pick one up at the Connect Center. And we will be sharing more in the coming weeks about how you can become a small group leader. And like Colby said, we'll have those training classes on July 23rd or 30th. You can pick one and come check it out. Awesome. Y'all pumped up at small groups? Yes. I can tell. We're so excited. Um, I can't wait to hear the testimonies and the things that God's going to do in and through our lives. And I, w- I just want to encourage you, stretch yourself. Stretch the way you think. Um, it's, it's, I don't know if it was uh, Rachel or Kristen. Um, they said, you know, we, we, we've got to get outside of our comfort zones in order for God to do something new and fresh in our own lives. And I promise you, if you do choose to lead a group, God's going to do something just as much in you as he is in the people that attend your group. So, Uh, Super exciting, and we think God's got some good stuff in store for us this semester, and I can't wait to see it all start taking shape and unfolding and uh, see what happens. Amen? And if you haven't ever gone to a small group, just make up your heart's mind. You know, this is the will of God. You do want to grow in the faith. You do want to grow uh, uh, in the midst of the body of Christ because that's the proper kind of growth that you're supposed to have that will sustain you. In, in good times, bad times, in different times, whatever times it is. Uh, and then there's just a, a continuance of, uh, you know, my goal for each of you is not just to get involved, but to finish a small group. I mean, finish a small group. It's so important to finish. Americans are not much known for finishing, especially if we don't like the taste of the food we got, then we're not eating it, no matter how much it costs. And sometimes the reason why we don't like what God is serving is because it's mostly going to change us. And many of us don't like change. But God always changes you for his good. Always. Never fails. He's changing you for his good. Amen. So the way it's all going to unfold is is leaders are going to choose their Bible studies and choose their small groups. And then we're going to have a small group expo. Um, I don't have that date exactly, but we're going to have a small group expo and you're going to have a chance to see, uh, they'll have booths out. You'll see every single small group. 
where it's going to take place and when it's going to take place. And you'll be able to choose something that fits your life. Um, and, and so there'll be, ton, there'll be on lots of different days, lots of different times, uh, lots of different opportunities. Some of them will have childcare. Some of them won't have childcare. Some, so you'll, you'll be able to pick the perfect small group for you. And yes, you can attend every small group if you want to. You can attend as many as you want. So it's Is Eloy awesome. in here? Where's Eloy? Eloy, how many small groups did you attend this last semester? Both semesters. Four. He, I mean, he probably start running his church. All together, he's done five. He said, eight. All together, he's done eight. I love and if him. You want to know somebody who's grown more in the last year of their lives in their relationship with God? Help me, Jesus. So he, he still has a ways to go. Yet I, I sat next to him at the baseball game yesterday. And, <laughs> I felt like he was a little bit of a bad influence, but uh. that's not true. So don't take offense to that. And the other thing is, y'all, another one I want to tell you about: you got to watch Vince a little bit. You understand what I'm saying? He's just a character. You just never know what he's going to pull next. You just got to watch. Everybody, look everybody at his wife. Agree with that? <laughs> awesome. Can we give the Lord a hand clap? We're so excited. If it's your first time, uh, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up. Y'all can sit back down. If it's your first time to the Remnant Church, uh, we're so glad that you came today. And we want you to know that this is not the normal uh, Sunday that, that we would normally do. Normally, somebody would preach and there'd be ministry and it would be uh, really awesome. It's awesome every single week. But uh, there, there's, there's gonna, it's just good stuff. Come back next week. Pastor's going to be preaching. It's going to be powerful. Um, and But no matter what, every single service, we like to give people an opportunity because you just heard the gospel, right? You've heard the gospel since, since this service has started, but we like to give people an opportunity to, uh, to make sure that your eternity is right with God, that you're right with God in your life and that, that you know what's going to happen after you die. And so uh, the, Jesus, Jesus instructed uh, Nicodemus, he said, you must be born again. You must be born again. And that means that we're exchanging our old, wretched, sinful lives, and they're nailed to the cross of Jesus Christ. And he exchanges a brand new, whole and complete life for every single person. Amen. And that opportunity is available for everybody all the time. But at our Sunday morning services, we like to give everyone a chance to make sure that they're right with God that they're right in the eyes of God. And so no matter what you've done, where you've been, it doesn't matter. The cross of Jesus has taken care of all of it. Amen. All we have to do, our part, is to come boldly before his throne of grace, is to come to him and say, God, I've messed this up royally, but I know that you can make me right through your life and through your sacrifice on the cross. So is there anybody in here today, if you died, you don't know if you'd go to heaven? Because we want to make sure that you make the most important decision of your life today. Is everybody in here? Really think about that. Am I okay? Am I right with God? If today was my day, if God called me home today, would I be able to stand before him, washed in the blood of Jesus, right before God? The greatest decision I ever made was to give my heart and life to Jesus almost 18 years ago. I'm telling you, I've never been the same. 
So today, if you're sitting out there and you say, man, I'm not sure if I'm right with God. I want to know that I know that my life is right with Jesus Christ before I leave here. If that's you, just raise your hand. We're going to pray with you. We're going to pray with you. We'll pray a prayer. And we're going to pray and ask Jesus to forgive us and to help us move forward in this life that he has for us. Anybody? Anybody?